the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And today, ironically enough, uh, the show is called Your Body, Use It or Lose It. And as you can all hear, (laughs) I have a cold. How ironic. (laughs) Yes, clearly colds and many other uh, illnesses, a lot more serious, are related to stress. Um, In addition to whatever other germs and conditions, you know, preconditions cause, um, whether it's a cancer or heart attack or any kind of medical problem, stress is sort of the common denominator of them all and uh, cause your body, it causes your body to be vulnerable to whatever these other preconditions are. And whether you're a baby boomer or a pre-boomer or a post-boomer, today's show is for you. And you are likely taking your health for granted, as I do. <laughs> and you're hoping that your stressful life won't take its toll on your body. But you know what? It sneaks up on you. So today's show is a wake-up call with real solutions for all ages. Uh, my guests, Eula Anelli and Scott Alsup, the authors of a new book called A Boomer's Health Guide, It's Now or Never, say that health is wealth. I'm sure you may well have heard that before yourself. And they will be talking to you today about ways to make yourself rich. So welcome to the show, Scott and Ula. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Carroll. Um, <laughs> it is ironic that, uh, that I got a cold, and it's funny, I, I was at two seminars, the two previous weekends in a row, and, um, and everybody around me was getting sick. They were sneezing and coughing and missing out on some of the lectures because, you know, they were going to bed early because they were getting sick, and I was feeling cocky since I don't usually, I'm going to knock wood, get sick, <laughs> um, and thinking, oh, well, poor them, but it's not going to happen to me. And, of course, it did catch up with me with people sneezing and coughing in my face <laughs> and being under a lot of stress because of um, being at these conferences that took three and four days and, and then having to do a whole bunch of other work in the middle. So um, uh, it doesn't, you know, it does sneak up on us, and no matter how cocky or, you know, how much you think you may not get sick, um, it really is pretty awful when you do. And this is just a little cold. You know, obviously there are a lot more serious problems, illnesses in the world. So I'd like you to start out by telling me um, how it is uh, that you both came together, because that's a sweet story, and how it is that together you came to write this book. So who would like to start? Well, um, actually... Um I've always been thinking that staying healthy is a lifelong commitment. And um, Scott and I have been married about, um, would be about six years now, and almost seven years each, as you know. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I think just being, instead of just doing, going out for dining and whining and um, traveling, and I wanted to have a partner who would share my um, health principles and uh, 
and some of the things that I do daily and um, share some of the things that are done routinely, such as deep breathing. And um, as we age together, we may as age and enjoy our golden years being healthy and vivacious and sexy and beautiful in and out. So um, I Scott was open. Uh, this was some of the things were new for him. He comes from a show business background, and I'm a registered nurse and come from Scandinavia. I was very athletic, you know, skiing and swimming and bicycling and and doing yoga, and um, and um, then uh, we just kind of started talking about it, how it is to grow together instead of growing old together, staying youthful together. So that's the way uh, we started. I had written uh, a book about 12 years ago called Rejuvenetics, and Scott uh, has uh, been in the movie industry many, many years, so he had this wonderful analytical background, and I'm kind of spontaneous, let's do it now, and, and then he can analyze as well, and... And that's the way the book kind of came. We kind of, it came a nice uh, balancing um, results of our um, um, energies joining together. So um, I think it's a very complimentary because it speaks from a man's point of view and a woman's point of view. So I'm very excited about the book. Yes, and I do want to say that, that Ula is a registered nurse and a registered yoga teacher. Um, so obviously she brings these skills to bear in some of the suggestions that she makes in the book. And Scott, why don't you talk about your background and how this came to be for you? Well, I had a long background in the theater which and, and show business in general, which, as you know, is not a healthy business mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, physically, mentally, or spiritually. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I met Ula, I was... Uh, just becoming a refugee from that business and going off and looking for other things to do that would be, uh, shall we say, a little more fulfilling. And and, uh, so we we got to talking about health, and she is a very nurturing person. And my health wasn't in its best shape, that's for sure. And she started gently to work on me with these principles of hers and... uh, I lost weight. I uh, cast off some allergies that I'd had all my life and uh, started to get more energy and um, just started to look better. You know, when people say to you, gee, what are you doing? I didn't get any plastic surgery. I just had uh, Ula gently working on me, and it really made a difference. So when it came around to to doing the book, we thought we would... uh, put some of those principles in the book for people who really need to get going uh, with their health. Maybe they've let it go and they're starting to see signs that, that it's time to really get busy and really to focus. So we wanted to, to write a guide for them to help them through the maze and all the conflicting information and, and so on. And that's how we, how we got started with the book. Yes, and you know, I think that um, I was just thinking about this the other day, how important it is, more important than at previous times, to have a book like this out or for people to be paying attention to their health now that um, there's a recession. Because one of the things that people will often neglect um, cutting corners um, is their health when it's a recession, when they're counting pennies. I mean, I was starting to think about this because in the pet store, um, the in a, in a fairly affluent uh, area, um, the, I started noticing that the pets were being were staying there longer than before, um, not being bought, 
And so they'd put little signs on the dog's cage about, oh, well, you know, one of them said um, the best offer, you know, that, uh, in other words, not whatever price they were going to ask for it originally, but they'll take the best offer and, and so on. I'm really cute. I'm paper trained. I'm, you know, all these things begging people to adopt them, essentially. And obviously, not adopt, but I mean to buy them. And obviously, um, this is a sign of the recession. And, and it started me thinking about how, um, you know, obviously buying a meal at uh, a fast food place like McDonald's or um, not to just pick on McDonald's, but, you know, any of them is a lot cheaper than um, some other foods that perhaps are more healthy. So, you know, I think it's more important now uh, for people to not cut corners when it comes to their health and to be aware of that. And a lot of things that you talk about in your book really don't cost any more money <laughs> or any money. Well, I think that uh, if you get ill, in the long run, it's going to cost you much more money. Yes. Uh, what you put into your body, there's a saying, you become. Um, I love to cook soups, you know, and homemade soups, and um, and just do things at home. Then I know what I put into my food and what I put into my body. As we know, there are so many rancid oils and um, and all kinds of uh, stomach flus. We don't know how, how people prepare their food. So I think it's... Uh, it's a very how you value your body. I believe that the body is the temple of the living spirit. And we should take good care of it in and out, not to leave it to the doctor because the doctor doesn't live in our body. <laughs> I think we are like um, the doctor, so he, um, see or he will do the checkup, and we are like maintenance men. We maintain our good health by having a good lifestyle. And that is something we have to learn. It is not taught any place, not in a school, not in a business place that sometimes we have to learn in a hard way. And I, I think that if you have a kind of a routine going and you maintain your own health, good health, then when you go to have your checkup, then the doctor says, wow, what are you doing? Like, I go once a year, I belong to Kaiser, and I go once a year, and we said, at your age, you should have this, you should have that. How come you don't have that? It's almost like they are looking for something. I, said, I only have good health in my body because I have a good lifestyle. Ah, Oh, you are. So it's, it's amazing. The, the statistics, as you know, as a doctor, at certain age, you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes. I don't have any of those because I maintain my good lifestyle. And the older I get, the more careful I am mm-hmm. about my lifestyle and my thinking and as the emotional health. You being a psychiatrist knows everything works together, body, mind, and spirit. And then when you integrate the breath, you start doing some wonderful breathing exercises. You do, take some stress breaks boosts your immune system and revitalizes you, and I think I'm better than I was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we start talking about this, some of the things that you recommend in your book? Well, I would say, of course, the number one is the positive thinking. I think you are just as happy as you make up your mind to be. I first came, I teach in the, in the retirement home, um, Yoga. It's for people who the average age there is about 90, and it's amazing. My oldest student is there now. He's 101. He's a retired doctor, and he has a fantastic posture. And uh, most of the people I notice what they have in common, they have a great sense of humor and have a very positive attitude. They are interested in life. They read and they play games and puzzles and cards and bridge. And, and I think that activates the brain and keeps the brain young. So I would think the mental, activating a positive mental attitude and keeping yourself, you know, happy 
And then, oh, naturally, I would say the deep breathing. Breath is life, and life is breath. The breathing is so important because most of the people are not even aware of how poorly they breathe. And with that, all age comes the poor posture where you are constricted and uh, and your lungs are not getting enough oxygen and you, you lose your breathing capacity and your elasticity and then your immune system goes weak and and your heart gets affected. I think the deep breathing is really essential. I think that's the number one thing I teach. Okay. Well, now we... Um We've heard about the number one thing. We'll hear about the number two, three, and so on, because there's a lot more to learn as we talk about um, your body, use it or lose it. My guests are um, Ula Anelli and Scott Alsop, and uh, we're talking about the book, A Boomer's Health Guide, It's Now or Never, and not just for boomers. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. The Cherry Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Cherry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Cherry Douglas Show. Join Cherry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Cherry Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas broadcast each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas, your premier source for faith based entertainment, news, events, and trends. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST. 
4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking today about uh, your health, your body, use it or lose it, talking with Eula Anelli, who is a registered nurse and registered yoga teacher, and C. Scott Alsop, who is has a background in the entertainment industry, a reformed... <laughs> You said a refugee. I like that, too. A refugee from the entertainment industry and now into healthier things. And they both are authors. They're married to each other. Oh, yes, I never did mention that. <laughs> you did, but I didn't. Yeah. And they have created uh, a Boomer's Health Guide. It's now or never. And um, all of their suggestions for a healthier, more stress-free life really fit for any age. Um Talking about that, <laughs> what, talking about something that's good for any age, um, love and sex. You have a whole chapter on that. So why don't we talk about that? Well, I would say the healing power of love and sex. Uh, many people kind of give up after the menopause. Um, I think something naturally to do with the hormones, um, your estrogen and your progesterone, your testosterone level going down and there's always that excuse, have a headache and not tonight. And I think it's important to um, have like a date night. What do you think of Scott? Could you talk about that? Absolutely. Yes, go ahead, Scott. You know, if people have been married for a long time, uh, things sort of settle into a comfortable zone. And uh, there isn't uh, as much touching. There certainly isn't as much... Passion. We talk about the fact that the uh, flames kind of settle down to some some embers, and uh, we're just suggesting that before the embers go completely out, it might be a good idea to fan them a little bit and get some flames going. And uh, we just make some suggestions how you can do it. Uh, dating is a big thing, you know. It's uh, go to romantic places and. Uh, uh, get a little new wardrobe that looks good, so that you're, you know, you're you're not sitting around the house in your undershirt. <laughs> you're you're looking um, you're looking good. Uh, you can work on uh, weight and uh, and appearance together, uh, improving your uh, your looks and your attitude. Attitude is a big part of all of this, and. Uh, it's it's about getting close again if you've sort of drifted apart and uh, complimenting one another and uh, uh, begin to um, to touch and hold and kiss 
and remember to say that you love this person. That sort of slips away, too. And these things, uh, uh, you know, this kind of feeling never dies. And it just needs to be awakened from its sleep once in a while. And that's what we're we're talking about. Yes, and actually, um, today, with so many people having disappointments in relationships, um, as people get older and have had more disappointing relationships, some people, um, they tend to close themselves off more and more, whether they're you know, married and the disappointment is with the spouse or whether they're single and the disappointment is with relationships that they've had over the years. And um, so they stop letting themselves feel as much and they stop um, letting themselves want to have sex. Yes, I think that um, having a, a wonderful um, sensuous relationship is more than sex. It sometimes maybe. Um, giving each other a massage, you know, or taking a walk on a beach or um, doing some couple stretches, some wonderful yoga stretches together, or maybe going and buying a nice outfit together even, or just um, having some roses at night and um, having a glass of champagne and, and being romantic. And I think the stress gets us sometimes. We are numb with the stress. and We really don't have that energy even to um, think about sex, you know. But I personally feel that women, um, menopausal or postmenopausal women, um, the better we look, the more sexier we are. Because I think what you think about, you will bring about. And when you feel good about your body, if you love yourself, it's much easier to love somebody else or allow somebody else to love you. Um, I found some of my girlfriends, they put lots of extra weight. It's almost like protection. I'm not available, I'm afraid, I've been hurt before. So the weight can go both ways. It can be like protecting you, um, uh, attracting a good partner, and just kind of, uh, do you agree with that? Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay, yeah. Absolutely. Or there can be other other things. People kind of, they go into their careers, they become workaholics, or they start very getting very involved with their with their children or with their parenting, and they kind of forget about their own lives. And life is so precious, and I say even the longest life, even the longest life is too short, so we should live every moment at its fullest and enjoy every day and every moment. And I think that's when life becomes beautiful and meaningful, and, and um, we can boost those sex hormones and, uh, and keep the um, good immune system level, because I think if your adrenals, adrenal exhaustion is very, very common, they say maybe about um, 65% of the people are suffering from adrenal exhaustion, which means that your adrenal glands are exhausted and you have too much cortisol floating in your body. And naturally, when your glands are tired, they don't function, your sex glands or your thyroid. So I think sometimes it pays off to see a doctor and have a checkup. Perhaps your thyroid is slow and there's something with the glandular system, or maybe you're taking diabetic medication or high blood medication, and it could be a medical problem why you don't feel sensuous or sexy. Do you agree with that, Dr. Carroll? Yes, absolutely. Um, now, you talk about some of, the, uh, some of the things that people can take, natural things that people can take to uh, enhance their desire and performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to... Well, I 
I would say some of them would be like, um, it's <laughs> kind of interesting, but garlic actually is great garlic, cayenne pepper, because cayenne pepper has something that dilates the veins and arteries, and it's very stimulating, um, um, chromium, um, so palmento for men, if they have problems with like enlarged prostate, so palmento, S-O-W, P-A-L-M-E-T-T-O. Um, black cohars is very great for women if they have like menopausal symptoms, they have hot flashes and they don't feel that sexy and they feel very tired. Black cohars is very good. Um, DHEA actually improves your adrenal function and also improves your sex drive. Um, then there is um, ginkgo biloba, which is, um, also improves the circulation to different parts of your body. Um, I would also caution, instead of just putting something to your body, some things you may have to avoid in excess, such as alcohol. In a very small amount, alcohol could be very stimulating and sensuous, but if you have more than two drinks, that could be a um, kind of a bedroom fatigue, <laughs> you know, from that. Also, if you smoke too much, that could be constricting the blood vessels and um, could be also, you know, uh, difficulty of having a you know, good sexual relations. So there's many things you have to look what to avoid and what to put into your body. We also recommend that uh, uh, people use the uh, the prescription medicines as a, as a last resort because uh, I don't know if you've noticed how many of these ads are on television nowadays. It's, it's unbelievable, especially uh, in the sports events and things like that that they know men are watching. And we're just saying... Um, uh, look into the other things first and don't be so quick to run to uh, prescription drugs. As a matter of fact, um, if you look at the, uh, listen to the, uh, the contraindications that they say on these uh, commercials, it would be enough to scare you, <laughs> I would think. But people apparently by the millions are taking these. And we're not sure that's the best way to start. The best way to start is the natural way. By taking some of the things that you talked about. Mm-hmm. And also by actually um, doing some of the things psychologically, not not relying on any kind of uh, substance, but making the effort to do some of the things that you've been talking about, you know, telling each other, um, rediscovering each other, telling each other that uh, you love each other and, and making these date nights and so on. Um, you know, when people are dating, there's, they they do make more of an effort, and then they get married and and um, don't take don't go on date nights once a week, even. I mean, before it would be three and four times a week, and and then now it's not even once a week, and then they wonder why love yeah. dies. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So there's there's lots of things really. People, I think in this culture, you know, it's so youth oriented culture that. Um, the only thing only young people could have a one food sex, but it's not true. I know people in their 90s that they tell they have a great sex life. Yes, and tell us about that. It. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And I think those people who have a great sex life, I notice they don't take much prescription sorry, medication. Mm-hmm. Um, they are very active. Um, uh. <laughs> Just when we were getting to the... <laughs> 
All right. Well, we do need to take a break. We're talking today about your body, use it or lose it. It is so true. Um, you know, when they people you hear people say that, and nobody pays much attention to it, but it is so true. Um, we're talking with my guests, Ula Anelli and C. Scott Alsup. They are the authors of A Boomer's Health Guide. It's now or never. We'll take a break and be back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guests jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times do you want help then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Hey, welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about your body, use it or lose it, with my guests who have written a new book called A Boomer's Health Guide, It's Now or Never. And uh, really, really, people shouldn't start, shouldn't wait until they get to be boomers' age. They should uh, start. The sooner one starts to pay attention to one's body, the better it is. 
Um, you two also talk about uh, uh, nurturing. There's so much in your book, you know, stress reduction. We'll talk about that. But why don't you talk about um, parenting your parents? You have some stories, including your own story, Ula. Why don't you talk about those? Well, actually, um, I interviewed um, uh, quite a few people um, who are parenting their parents, and uh, there was one um, wonderful man who um, used to be my daughter's, uh, the, the mother used to be my daughter's French teacher, and he was the only man who was really, he left his job, and he, um, he started to parent his parent, uh, mother a full-time, and the other ones I interviewed, they were all women. They were parenting their parents, and actually I noticed, Carol, that uh, the way you were parented, that's the way you will parent your parents. Mm. If your parents were very loving and nurturing, it seems like uh, it kind of returns back to you. Mm. So um, I have had to really use a lot of unconditional love because um, I didn't have a very nurturing mother. Um, my mother was very young when my father died, and... And then she remarried and had a new new daughter, my step stepsister. And I never really got a lot of nurturing from my mother. But I think she she parented me the best she could, the best she knew. She came from a big family of nine children. And I suppose there wasn't lots of hugging and kissing and telling me I love you and stuff like that. So I was always um, kind of felt because my father had died and I don't have my mother's arm to love, kind of run to my mother's arms. I always kind of felt... I uh, learned to nurture myself at an early age. And um, now when my mother is uh, about 87 and she has Alzheimer's, she lives in Finland. And um, I get this phone call sometimes middle of the night and I'm doing a long-distance parenting. And I go there perhaps uh, once a year, sometimes twice a year. And long-distance parenting is sometimes very difficult because you have lots of guilt. You think, oh, I should be there. What can I do if I'm there and if I go there? And... It's always a lot of, um, you know, arrangements for a long trip and things like that. But um, actually, um, I have gotten much closer to my mother now, and I love her unconditionally, and I tell her, I, I love you, Mom. And I'm waiting to hear that she would tell me once, I love... She has never told me I love you, but mm. she has, with her actions, I know that she is, she's shown me that she does love me, but... I would like to hear that one time, but if I don't, I'll still love her, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... It is, you know, Scott uh, mentioned earlier that um, about how nurturing you are, and it is true. You are. Where do you think, how do you think you were able to develop that? Because I'm sure a lot of people listening are thinking also that they didn't have a mother or a father who said that they loved them or who was very nurturing. And how did you manage to, to become so nurturing? How did you manage to nurture yourself so that you could then become so nurturing yourself? I don't think necessarily if you have a nurturing parent or parents that you become nurturing. I think it's something that we can develop in us. I think my grandmother was nurturing. And uh, I was living in a big farm, and actually the animals were nurturing for me. Like all the animals there in the farm, I found a lot of comfort. I would even go and hug a cow or, you know, uh-huh. and just run around with the chicken, and I was connecting with the nature. And it was something that gave me that comfort that perhaps didn't come from my mother. But um, I think some mothers um, are working all the time, like Scott's mother was all the time working in the movies, and 
the children were kind of left on their own. My mother was always home. She was always making homemade meals, and there was always that consistency, which I consider now, after I look back, it was wonderful to come home. There was always home meals. Everything was organized and orderly. And I think that that was her way of showing her mm. love. Mm. It wasn't all that huggy, huggy, I love you, which I now for my daughters, even they are in their 20s, mid-20s, every day I'm like, I love you, I love you, and I can't <laughs> get enough hugging them And even at that age, you know. But um, there are different ways of showing love. And we have to accept that, you know. Um, whatever love it is, then just take it, you know, and don't demand that you are being kissed and hugged and told every day, you know hundred times. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody, my mother did the best she could, and uh, nobody's taught how to parent a person. So it's something that we can learn, parenting your parent or parenting your child. As we know, we are the sandwich generation. Uh, some of us are parenting parents and children at the same time. And mm-hmm. then what's left to us? Yes, Number, absolutely. Uh, Scott, uh, what, what is uh, your... Which too? <laughs> well... The double-decker sandwich is the one where they're, they're taking care of their parents, they're helping their uh, adult kids, and babysitting the grandchildren. Yes. This is stress. <laughs> yes, yes when absolutely. When we started the chapter, you know, we we're trying to figure out how to do it, and um, we realized that there's no one-size-fits-all kind of advice that you can hand out to people, and... Uh, that each each situation is as different as all the people in it, and uh, that's when we decided to to uh, do people's stories and let them tell them from their different points of view and their different experience, and offer uh, the reader advice on uh, how to prepare and how to deal with these things, and uh, so. There are some people that absolutely adored their parents, and there's some people who never got along with their parents, but they're in the same situation. And it's kind of fascinating how how uh, each individual takes takes care of the same situation for their parents and for themselves, and how to deal with the stress of the situation, which uh, I'm sure. If if people are in the middle of it now, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, well, what have you? Um, what is? Ha- have you been parenting your either of your parents? Yes, um, uh, both of mine are gone now. Um, but uh, we we were fortunate in that uh, my mother could stay at home uh, right to the last day of her life. And we had uh, people who could take care of her and so on. And we could uh, go in, my sisters and I, and share uh, the time uh, being with her and talking to her and so on. And she had uh, Alzheimer's and dementia, and she was kind of slipping away mentally. It's very hard to see that. And uh, oddly enough, I think the three of us working together for, for one goal, which was to... Um, was to help mom through her process uh, the best way we could was uh, was really uh, how can I say it was uh, encouraging for us it made us uh, uh, closer yeah yeah 
It, it did actually bring us, we didn't have any conflicts about this. Some family members are conflicted all the time, but and that makes it harder, of course. But in our case, uh, it, it worked very well. But it's it's difficult. Well, what are some of the things um, from from the cases that you talk about or from your own experiences? What are some, I, I know that you said that no one size fits all, but what are some of the things that you suggest as far as perhaps planning in advance, maybe for people who aren't quite at that point but uh, can see it coming? Well, I think like uh, sometimes there's an issue of driving. Um, you have to tell um, your parents, Give me your keys. Yeah. I'm not going to be driving anymore. Mm-hmm. And the parents say, that's a tough one. I gave you your first car and you're, you, who are you to tell me not to drive? So that is a very, very uh, difficult issue because the, they want to keep their independence. And suddenly they go, oh, who is going to drive me now? I'm going to be stuck in a house. And So that becomes oftentimes a fight. And uh, I think that is something that for their safety's sake, one has to really, really... Um, the family has to take over and say, you no longer can drive. We will arrange you, um, either family members or there's all kinds of different situations to drive. But I think the other issue, Carol, is that whether the parent can stay home or whether the person has to go to an assisted care place. And that oftentimes is very, very difficult to give away the, uh, your belongings and your your surroundings and the things that have been dear to you and move into a wherever they go. So I think that oftentimes is very difficult transition, and I think that's when that's the most difficult thing to do is to decide where to go. If you can afford to have a person home and have a caretaker, I think that's an ideal. But if it's not, then there's a nursing home, there's assisted care places. Some of them are lovely. So that's a very, very difficult situation, and that oftentimes is a financial situation, you know. We also... um tell people that uh, the more you can plan in advance, the better. And uh, we give some uh, resources. There's wonderful resources out there for caring for the elderly and uh, lots of support. And uh, you have to look into that together. We also suggest that the parents themselves, if they can pitch in and help their children with this transition, you know, it really is a, a its a role reversal. It's uh, the parent becomes more and more childlike, and the 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 child has to be more and more in control. Yes, more and more in control, and and that brings up all kinds of issues. Um, a lot of unresolved issues from childhood that come back up. <laughs> A lot of power struggles from childhood that come back up now in the in the reverse condition. Well, we need to take another break. We'll be back. We're talking about your body, use it or lose it, with my guests Ula Anelli and Scott Alsop, authors of A Boomer's Health Guide. It's now or never. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking about your body, use it or lose it, my guests, Ula Anelli and Scott Alsop, the authors of A Boomer's Health Guide, It's Now or Never. We're talking about a number of highlights of the book. Let's talk about um, one of your favorite because you've been doing a lot of work in this area. Um, your chapters, you have uh, chapters on stress. Stress reduction equals life extension and stress breaks and energy boosters. And you can talk about, um, I know that you made this very exciting um, uh, CD. Or is it, It's a CD or a DVD? It's software, actually. Okay, software. <laughs> Uh, my technical, uh, and uh, why don't you tell us about how you did that and why you did that and, and so on. Well, you know, stress is, uh, it's common. It's, everybody's got it. And there's positive and negative stress. Uh, we describe pos- positive stresses as uh, running to the car so you could, or the taxi to get out to the pier and get on your ship and go cruising <laughs> for two weeks. And negative stress is you're low on gas and you're late for work and there's traffic and uh, it, it'll kill you. The thing about stress is that we, uh, I, we were saying is with the exception of nap time in kindergarten, we never learn how to manage our stress through our life. 
That's a good point. You know, it's true. When we're in kindergarten, they always um, made nap time, and um, and that is sort of the <laughs> when we grow up, we don't uh, continue that. In fact, it's interesting. I'll bet this would be an interesting experiment to see those kids who get antsy during stress time, <laughs> nap time, distress time, during nap time during kindergarten. Whether these are the same kids, I would venture to say, who develop type A personalities and don't, you know, uh, aren't able to tolerate napping or resting in any way um, when they get to be adults. Well, I would look at how much sugar they ate for breakfast. Yes, that too. <laughs> That's a big factor. Well, what happened, you know, people would come to the yoga classes completely stressed out with these stress masks on their faces, and they'd go out an hour later with bliss masks on. And and uh, we started to think, gee, what can we do for the workers? And there was one fellow there who worked for our Department of Water and Power out here, and he was he was stressed to the limit. His job was to punch in and uh, put on a headset, sit in front of his computer, and uh, talk to angry people all day long. And he was having headaches, and he was having eye strain from looking at his screen, and his, his uh, wrists and arms were tired from working the mouse and the keyboard. And he said, if you could just give me something I could do on the job that I could just bust some of this stress, and we've talked about it, and that's what led to uh, Ula Annalise the Break, which is our software product for uh, computer workers. And Basically what it is, it's uh, little uh, short exercise routines, uh, and they're aimed uh, for headaches and eye strain, neck and shoulder tension, uh, wrists, uh, you know, wrists, hands, and arms, and also low back tension from sitting all day long. And uh, so there are these little video things that you can pop up for about uh, two minutes and and follow. And, of course, there's good yoga breathing in there. So you get a stress release at the same time. And uh, people are loving it. Uh, but uh, stress, is the, stress is the one. It's, it, it tends to build up during the day. And unless you can figure out ways to kind of uh, turn the valve and release the pressure several times during the day, uh, it will exhaust you. It will sap your energy. It will make you angry and irritable and so on. So we talk about uh, Ula's devised all kinds of little uh, stress breaks that you can do during the day, and we talk about those in the book as well. It's uh, Stress reduction is indeed life extension because I think people... Uh, universally realize that stress can kill you. So uh, it's a big subject with us. And uh, so we offer people uh, these little things they can do during the day to just just release some of that. And uh, we, we also have our three-minute vacations, which are just basically little guided meditations with beautiful scenery. And, and uh, if you just feel that, all buzzed out and your brain's jumping around, you put one of those on, take a little three-minute vacation to Hawaii or Puerto Vallarta or uh, the Baltic Sea or something, and uh, there are lots of, lots of fun. So uh, stress-busting is a big deal with us. 
Yes, and just to be clear, that's something else that can be put um, in the computer to right. to um, give you these three minute vacations. We'll in a little bit we'll be telling people where they can get the book and um, the break and the three minute vacations. Um, why don't you tell us though about some? Um, I mean, for example, Uli, you talked about in the book about how as a nurse when you would be in the emergency room. Um, you would see people coming in and who had lived a life of stress and um, hadn't really been doing anything to relieve it. Yes, sometimes I think people just uh, wait too long and they come and then they have to deal with that end result. So I would say the prevention is the key um, as early as possible. Now I notice that even um, teenagers are already very stressed out and they have some of the conditions that... Um, Baby boomers have such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Diabetes, too, is a very much at rise now. So I have to be very careful about uh, many factors, exercising enough, eating well, getting enough sleep. And I really think it's wonderful that if people would take a nap, even if it's just 10 minutes, or if they don't take a nap, at least they would meditate or put on music for five minutes or just take a walk on their lunch hour, kind of break that sameness of the day, just to break away from that daily routine and kind of leave the stress far behind you. And just for a moment, enter into a, like into their sanctuary, that quiet place we all have inside of us. We can go and retreat there. And then the life seems fresh again and we can go on. We can deal with issues because we have to distance ourselves. It's like old tape is playing constantly, the same tape. We have to pre-program ourselves daily so we can renew our body, mind, and spirit because it all goes together. So that's basically our advice. When you read the book, you get the new kind of new outlook for your life. That Life is very special. And like, like I say, past is a history, future is a mystery, and present is a gift. So the best gift we can give ourselves is the gift of health and peace of mind and well-being. That's the best gift. Ula has a wonderful saying. I, I love it. She says, your health is a daily renewable resource, not something to use up until it's gone. And uh, so what we're uh, hoping to guide people to is... Uh, adapting their lifestyles, changing their lifestyles in a positive way uh, to improve and prolong their healthy life. And uh, that's, uh, that's really our, our primary motivation in writing the book, was to get people to change the habits that they know are hurting them and replace them with uh, what Ula calls uh, positive addictions that... Uh, so much your life. Well, wait. Let's let's. Um, so we hear the music, so I don't want to stop without uh, telling people where they can get the book um, and these other uh, products. What, sure, what? On Amazon.com and uh, Target.com, but uh, the quickest way to get it is our website, which is www.takethebreak.com. Takethebreak.com. That's it, and the book is there, and so are the uh, our stress-reducing products as well. Okay, well, that should be easy enough to remember. Takethebreak.com, 
Again, the book is called The Boomer's Health Guide. It's now or never, but you really should check out these computer products that you just put into your computer, the three-minute vacations and the break, because I remember one of the features that you have with that is that uh, you can set it so that it comes out, it comes, it pops up um, periodically throughout the day, so it kind of um, tells you, reminds you to take a break. And uh, and I I think it's so important. We all, myself included, get caught up in thinking, oh no, I can't take a break now. I'm so busy. I have so much to do before you know the day is over. And really, the truth is that if you take the break when you come back, you're so much more refreshed that you get the rest of whatever you have to do done more quickly and in a much better way. So thank you. Kayla Anelli and Scott Alsop, the authors of A Boomer's Health Guide, It's Now or Never. Thank you for adding some health and wealth to our day. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. I think I'll take some of their advice, and I'll be healthier by next Tuesday. So tune in again next Tuesday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.